Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Today is Thursday, October 24th, 2019. Here's a real estate conversation while you enjoy your morning coffee. I'm talking to Monica Vera, a realtor in the GTA. She immigrated to from yeah, to Canada from the Philippines when she was a teenager. Her husband is uh, a immigration consultant and now Monica helps other people move from other countries to Canada, settle here, find a home, and invest here. She has some really cool stories about what it takes to actually get here and make a life here. So listen in, and when you want to, if you want to connect with Monica, uh, she gives out her contact information at the end. So listen through. Hi, Monica. Thank you so much for uh, joining me on Real Estate and Coffee. Uh, you shared a story on a Facebook group about a client you helped that was moving to Canada from another country. I wonder, could you um, share that story again for me right now for the listeners? Yes. Uh, well, thank you very much, uh, first of all, to Joel and the listeners of Real Estate and Coffee. Um, I wanted to share because of I answered a comment in one of your posts about who's coming to Canada and buying properties. And I very rarely answer questions or put comments on posts, but I felt really strongly about the comment. I had to react and defend some of the clients I have. So a client of mine was still in the process of, of buying their first home. They came from India. Um, the The girl, she is a permanent resident. So in immigration, we have what we call a skilled work path. So you come to Canada as a skilled worker, you're highly educated, you have the funds to come to settle here, and you also have the jobs waiting for you. So she took that path to come here, and um, she landed the job as a certified accountant for one of the firm in Toronto, and she also did her accreditation. So all of that um, she did, plus she saved up money as well because she knew that she was not going to rent for a long time. And um, I found her on an online lead generation um, uh, program in where we started chatting about her plans. And we have been looking for a property um, just recently, well, started in September. And we are still in, we're not stopping and we're still keeping momentum and her husband is actually here now joining her also as a permanent resident highly educated and recently already found a job so together they are now qualified for a first-time home buyer and perhaps also going to take advantage of the uh, first-time home buyer incentive program that makes sense yeah so it, it, it there are cases like this that are not under a foreign buyer that has a lot of money taking over um, houses or condos in Toronto, we do have stories like this that will will inspire more people who are currently, you know, residing in Toronto and not able to afford. It can be done. Yeah, absolutely. So was this the first time that you've helped someone move into Canada from another country? No. Um, this is a, uh, probably in several scenarios. One other family who moved to Canada also on a skilled um, status. They had bought um, a house over a year ago, but for them, they they have the funds to actually buy a property in Toronto. So they have saved up their money while living in Asia. They came with with the funds 
and um, they were Airbnb for a while, but they have the funds to buy their first home. So that was more of a, a different scenario. But again, they are also from another country and they bought their first home and they're still living in that home right now. So they moved and they, they bought a home and they're now living in Canada. Yes. Yeah. And then they also did the skilled worker pass. So it's a, it's a permanent residency pass yeah. where they're both highly educated and uh, has a lot of uh, work experience as well and also have the settlement funds that um, that can come here. So when you think about settlement funds uh, are maybe in the 60s or 70s or even earlier when immigration, when you come here, when they say I have zero dollars in my pocket, those were real. But right now in immigration, you can't come here without any settlement funds. Mm -hmm. So you have to qualify for that. So most of the skilled worker has to have a, a certain amount of funds if you're coming as a single person, as a couple, as a family. Um, I know about immigration because my husband is an immigration consultant. Oh, wow. So I hear the conference calls. So kind of our real estate and immigration um, settlement ties in together and help um, these families to settle in Canada on a temporary basis. And hopefully, hopefully, they will buy in, you know, in a year or so. And it's not only on Ontario, they settle across Canada. So I, I, I call in for my other realtors out there who's in you know, Brunswick, Manitoba, or different provinces. That's excellent. Your husband's a, a, a re, or an immigration consultant. So yes. does he help does he work through government agencies or nonprofits how does that work um he is uh we have our, our his own uh, immigration agency privately he doesn't work for the government so um if you talk about immigration agency they are um a private firm and what they do is help uh process the uh, immigration uh paperwork of anyone who wants to, to settle in Canada and the the process is very labor intensive Although most people can do it online, but um, there are licensed immigration consultants out there that can do it for you with a fee. So from the so, moment, sorry, from the moment that someone applies to immigrate to Canada, or I guess in their case, they're emigrating mm -hmm. to Canada or whatever, anyway, whatever the proper terminology is, yeah. when they decide they want to move to Canada and they start that application process to the moment where they are here they have the the right visa and they can mm -hmm. now um, start their job and look for a house. How long mm -hmm. is that process? Oh gosh, that could take from like six months to over a year, depending on which province they come to. So the one that I I'm working with today, she has been in Canada for two years only. So she had to save up for at least two years before she can start buying our home. So, but the actual application to come here will take about six to to twelve months. It's okay. a long process. Yeah, it's definitely. So it's not just spur of the moment. There's a lot that goes into. This. Oh no, no, no! There's a lot of vetting. The our government and our immigration process is very um intensive. So there's a lot of qualifications and background checks for for most of the skilled workers to come here. Not just hey, you're a doctor somewhere else you cannot just be a doctor when you come here so we have to go through this english testing programs and vetting your education it's it's very intense <laughs> i'm not in that business but i but i listen to it a lot <laughs> absolutely back to real estate a little bit uh do you help many clients that uh have also immigrated to canada maybe they immigrated 10 years ago maybe five years ago 
now they're uh, finally able to buy or they're buying a second house, um, but they're just further along. They've, they've been citizens or they're further along mm. in that process um, than some of these newer immigrants. Yes, I have. I, I've been in real estate for just about six years. So I started my business really with referral network and most of them are in my community and there are first time home buyers and most of them are here in Canada less than 10 years. So they could be renting for at least three, four years. And then they, when I met them and would meet what them, they have their first home, they've only been in Canada less than 10 years. What does that do for, I mean, I can imagine for, for myself or anybody else who dreams of owning a home, I'm a natural born Canadian. I don't mm-hmm. have to go through any papers to you know, qualify right. to live here and work mm-hmm. here. I can just work here. It's great. And but even still, the the idea of walking into a home that you own mm-hmm. is, has to be immensely freeing. Have you? Is there a marked difference between when someone who's immigrated to Canada moves into their home versus someone who, um, you know, a first-time home buyer who is a natural-born Canadian? Um, I I think both are have different lifestyles and different histories. So speaking to um, first-time home buyer who not naturally born Canadian, um, coming to the country who came from either um, an oppressed country that will never own anything, the feeling of having that first key and opening the it's it's it give it will give you goosebumps mm. because most of the time they're really thought that they will never be able to afford it. Yeah. And um, for them, it's really the sacrifice that they have to mentally be disciplined to own a home because they know the expenses, they know the bills that that um, they will they will incur owning a home versus renting. Mm-hmm. But when they realize that this is going to be um, for our children, and that sort of gives them more of a a drive to own it, because not not everybody is in the same um mindset as my clients there are there are immigrants from from all over the world or even in my community who will never probably own they will mm-hmm. just continue to rent it really takes discipline and again what as i was saying in my post is to, to surround yourself with the proper professionals and guidance that hey this is not for you it's for your kids and if you don't own it buy it now and start small you might not be able to own a home or condo in Toronto because most of them don't want to leave because the jobs are here, mm-hmm. right? So um, for for a natural born um, Canadian, I have clients that are young professionals who are renters, uh, makes good money. And uh, for them, the sense of ownership is two ways. Some of them will just be a little bit um, sad because they can't go out four times a week versus <laughs> <laughs> or they can't go all of the Raptors games every weekend. You know what I mean? It, it, there are some sacrifices there, but at least they know that their money they're paying on rent is not to someone else. It's for themselves. It's pay rent to yourself. Yeah. Right? So There's a bit of sacrifice and, and, that comes with home ownership right now. Absolutely. I mean, I'm in downtown Toronto right now showing a condo (laughs) and I always tell them is that guys, you might not have dinners every week. Maybe it's once a week or maybe it's twice a month. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have to make that sacrifice and most people don't want to do that. And most people do. Depends. Do you have, now I don't know, uh, 
I mean, I don't know you at all. This is my first conversation. Yeah. I appreciate you, you, you talking about all this. But so that say that just to lead into, do you have any clients that look for investment properties? Yes, I do. I have a client um, also. Um, she is a dentist and we bought her first investment property condominium in Toronto as well. And now we're looking into a second investment property. That's yep. awesome. And how yeah. have you had that conversation with many of the, the your newcomer clients? I know that's not maybe first on their mind, but has that conversation ever come, come up? Yes, because for them, they say, okay, I want to hold on to my property forever. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to leave. They're not going to sell anymore. And I say, okay, that's okay. But in the point in time, I will have to call you in about a couple of years or I'll send you some market insights. We'll have to take and see the equity of your home mm-hmm. and see if we can start investing. Right? And they're aware of that. And I just had this conversation with another client because she bought her downtown condo. Um, and this is also another success story who came to the country as a caregiver, not having any sense to her name. And then now she's a registered nurse, bought her first condo three years ago. The condo now is worth 200000 more than when, she, when we bought it three years ago. And maybe it's time to buy an investment property, mm-hmm. right? So I have one of those two. So we're looking into if um, it, it's not for everyone. So if the numbers don't work, then we're not going to buy. But we're going to wait for a little bit. Right. But at least they know that that's an option. And you initiate that conversation usually. Yes, because most of them, if they have a profession of a nurse or a Mm, medical industry or engineer, they don't really think about, oh, until I I do my um, Q3 market insights and stats and I send it to them either individually or just a generic email. And then you'll get an email saying, hey, Monica, can you check my condo and see how much it's worth now? things like that and then the conversation starts over coffee or lunch and then if the numbers don't work then we don't we don't do it we'll wait so they have to pay yeah yeah because they have to pay for the existing mortgage and then the mortgage of the rental property and contingency funds as well right mm-hmm. so. that's prudent yeah that's very oh, good yeah. um the yeah the the story that that you told on on the Facebook post definitely mm-hmm. stuck out to me. And and first of all, I appreciated the the courage you had in in, in sharing it um, because immigration is not always a popular topic, and mm. uh, you can it can it can draw some heat. And so to step out and kind of take a risk like that, but I feel like the these kind of stories, these real these real life stories of people who are finding you know you said something mm-hmm. earlier you said that they don't want to leave because this is where all the jobs are you know we have something mm-hmm. so good going here and we have mm-hmm. so many resources and such great um great wealth of of opportunity and of finances especially of wealth mm-hmm. of, of land and um and space for goodness sake mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i mean maybe not downtown toronto but <laughs> you move away from the gta and right. um, things spread out a bit more and so I always enjoy hearing about people who uh, come and can take advantage of of that, uh, do the work necessary necessary to qualify, and then come here and like just put their heart and soul into it because it's inspiring. I, you know, I cannot say that I had that same motivation when 
it, it took me 10 years probably to find that kind of motivation. And, and these people, they, they hit the ground running. So uh, thank you for sharing mm -hmm. those stories. Yeah, you're welcome. And then, and I think I also, um, I posted something on my personal wall about uh, one in five Canadian homes are bought by a newcomer. And mm -hmm. I, I, an acquaintance or a Facebook friend posted and said something negative. And, she, and he said, uh, well, because, you know, um, I forgot it was negative. It was, oh, nobody can afford to buy condos. It's like a shoebox or something like that, and I do I did appreciate the input, but I did again I felt another hesitation to reply, and then I thought about it maybe for like two seconds, and I'm like you know what this is my wall I'm gonna reply, reply. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I said to him you know you're right some of the you know most professionals are no longer having children all of that, but not every family wants to live in suburbia. Yes. There are families in city place that have kids. And there's new schools being built because these families want to be downtown, mm -hmm. and is and it doesn't have necessary to live in 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 um, 905 or York to have a better education or a better life. There's families here that can live harmoniously with everyone. So it it really depends on your outlook and lifestyle. And um, I don't know if you're familiar of downtown Toronto. They're building a school at City Place. And that's unusual because they would say, oh, my God, city place, there's a lot of bums and, and respite centers. There are. But families have to, they have, they have this, you know what, my children will need to see that eventually. Let's just live together, you know, and, think, yeah. and I want my family. Yeah, so it's not for everyone. So I, I think most of, of people that are not in real estate would have to have an open mind that, not everybody would love to live in the suburbia. Not everybody wants to have two cars, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody here downtown, we take we we they take big strollers in the streetcar. You know, <laughs> they live like that's their lifestyle, mm -hmm. right? Um, they live like that, and it's okay. And the kids are fine; they're okay. <laughs> it's Canada. Yeah, that's right? it. So um, yeah, surroundings and yeah, and and so I think it's I, hard for a lot of people to. You know, I remember, what, so we lived in a very, very, very small town um, and very rural area. And so when we moved to Hamilton, there were several people who, because I was excited to, to live in the city. My, both my mm. wife and I were excited to live in the city. And we, there were people who were like, are you crazy? Why would you give up that? for the, And But they were people who had moved out of the city to the, because they grew up in the city and you know, they just got tired of it and like they wanted they wanted the space and where we were the right. complete opposite. We wanted the, the activity and the busyness and and it just fit our phase of life. And uh, it definitely goes to show um, just how we move through different phases. And that goes for everybody, no matter where you're coming from, I guess. I mean, I lived um, I moved since maybe when I was in Canada in the 80s when I came here as a teenager, I moved 13 times. Wow. Yes. So I am also not naturally born Canadian. I was born in the Philippines and I came here when I was 14 through adoption process. So I don't even know, like coming to the country with no one I don't know, but well, no, I knew my, my, uh, my, my side of the family, but I mean, through that over 30 years of my life, I've, I've lived in, in suburban as well, but my family has grew up in the city, but I lived in Richmond Hill for six years and my kids hated it. They're like, <laughs> why is it so far? 
there's no bus, there's no subway. And my mentality was, let's move to suburbia. It's quiet. It's a better community. It's a better da la la la. And I realized now in hindsight, it really depends how you raise your kids, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. Right? So that was just my, our, our parenting. It's like, you know what? Let's move back to the city because the driving was too, was too hectic for everyone. It was an hour and a half to go home and to go to work. That's a t- at the time when I was, wasn't in real estate yet. It was, it was too much for them to go back to the city so they could just hop on the bus, come back, and, and not have to worry about about the uh, the long trip. So that was our lifestyle. Some people choose to take the go bus every day and travel to Barry downtown. That's their choice, right? Mm-hmm. So for us, it was the time and and the convenience that they were able to to um, to manage in the city. So again, it's 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 different for everybody, right? And this is why I love uh, to point out, I guess that. Real estate is about people, not buildings. Mm, you know? Exactly. And it exactly. is so tied to where where people need to be at their at at, at each stage of their life, um, to to just fit what what they're doing and what what they need, the space that they need or the space that they don't need or whatever. And but it's about mm. the people, you know. So it's, it's people, Joel, exactly. And I have friends in the community that have moved to even none of it and Northwest Territory. Northwest Territory to find a job and then they found a place. They bought a home over there and they don't want to come back to Ontario. Imagine that. Yeah. They move. <laughs> they want to work there because there are better jobs, high salary. But man, it's colder, right? Yeah. But they said, no, we're fine. I mean, we could move back to Ontario in about three or four years. But right now, the jobs are here. We were able to buy a house or a condo and whatever. And I'm like, okay, that works for you. Yeah, right? absolutely. Oh. Listen, yeah, I, I have story, yeah. No, that's that's excellent and I would definitely want to talk more in the future as uh you know the how these clients these current clients are doing and as uh I, I'm sure that the immigration numbers are only going to probably increase unless something drastic happens and Canada no longer becomes a desirable place to right. uh, to live, but I'd love to to keep up with you Monica and um hear more stories um and just get a bead, keep a bead on Canada, how Canada attracts people from other countries and, um, you know, how, how and where they're settling. So, uh, if you can tell people where they can find you and, uh, we'll wrap it up. Sure. Um, um, my, I have a website. It's liveingta.com. Um, it's it's undergoing some uh, changes because Century 21 Atria and all of Century 21 is revising our our uh, marketing and because we had some rebranding happening. And I can be reached at uh, that, or you can reach me on Facebook as well, Monica Vera Real Estate at Century21.ca. And uh, yeah. Okay, excellent. I'll make sure to link to those websites uh and i could send you the link as well sure and i'll I'll put those links in the in the show notes uh, for whoever's curious and uh i think that's it i'll let you go i know you have a showing soon so (laughs) yes i i'm gonna be uh battling with human traffic right now (laughs) (laughs) golly okay downtown toronto all right well all the best joel and hopefully we can talk soon thank you good luck with everything tonight and have a good day you too. Okay, then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
that was my conversation with Monica. Really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to keeping up with her. If you want to connect with her, liveingta.com, or you can click on some of the links I've provided in the show notes here. Uh, One quick note, real estate, uh, no, not real estate, Wealth Hacker Conference on November 9th. It's in Toronto. Grant Cardone's headlining it. Most importantly, there are going to be over a 1,000 people there who are looking to hack the traditional wealth uh, traditional routes to wealth that's why i bought my ticket i want to connect with people who are looking to you know the cliche is level up but that's really what it is so if you want to go wealthhacker.ca pick your ticket and use the promo code real wealth all one word so wealthhacker.ca promo code real wealth all one word and then let me know if you're going uh, recoffee at joelarnt.ca and I'd love to meet up. It's Thursday. Have a good one.